The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 93. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Cory Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hey, Jack. Before we get into this episode, I'd like to remind everyone that we have an awesome merch store at sqpn.com slash merch. You can get uh, our uh, beautiful faces on mugs or stickers or uh, t-shirts. And I think we've mentioned this before, but we all wish we looked as in shape as as our uh, characters do on those shirts. So I guess that's a goal for us. You know yeah. what has to be says? We can get our mugs on a, on a mug. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> or get these these guns on a shirt, I guess. Yeah. That works, too. Yeah. <laughs> so you can head on over to sqpn.com slash merch and uh, check that out. Today, we are discussing the seventh episode of season five, Beast of Burden. Shaka, when the walls fell. Oh, wrong show. When Shaka, the Unas that Daniel befriended, is captured by slave traders, SG-1 attempts to free him, only to discover an entire community of enslaved Unas. Jack and Daniel are captured and learn that all the Unas, not just Shaka, are capable of intelligence. Teal'c and Sam help Shaka and the other Unas escape, along with Daniel and Jack, but the Unas decide to stay rather than departing through the Stargate so that they can free their brethren. That's, that's pretty much everything that happened in that episode. <laughs> yeah. And thus, the great Unas War has begun. These yes. Unas Wars have. Yes. I had to resist the urge just to shock every time I said his yeah. name. So, <laughs> yeah. <there you> go. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Father? You know, it, it it's not that bad. Um, I don't think, anyways. It's obviously a parallel to human slavery and and things like that and but it and racism and all that but it it wasn't that bad um yeah it was just there wasn't a lot going on yeah it was yeah it was very very thin on plot and but i don't feel like it took advantage of that to do a lot of character building like there wasn't a lot of mm. character moments in this episode so it just felt odd to me what about you victor yeah, there's there's a lot to like in this episode. Um, the the guest performance we have is as as Unas's Dion Dion Johnstown uh, re, reprising as Rose's Chaka, and then Alex Zahara as as Shy One, who's who's in the barn with him. Um, what what was very interesting about this episode is that if it was made today, you know, you do have the the parallels to slavery. Certainly, most 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 direct comparison is in you know American history, but you know, really slavery anywhere. It would have been like no question the characters would have come in like we must raise this civilization to the ground for their crimes and it's it's actually a lot more nuanced than that mm-hmm. and I think the reason it's nuanced for that is due to the fact that the show and this is 
one I think that that doesn't work for the show is the show can't really decide whether at the beginning and then throughout the episode if the Unas are you know sentient life forms and therefore you know have rights and stuff and or or not you know they they have established previously in the previous episode with Shaka that you know Shaka is intelligent and understands language and and can learn and stuff. And it's not clear, you know, they say, you know, well, these Unas here are inbred and they're no more than beasts. But at the same time, I mean, they seem at points, Daniel seems surprised that like Shaka is is reasoning or, or you know, using language uh, mm. as well, which so they can't really figure out the writers of, can't really figure out, you know, are the Unas in, intelligent or not. And so it creates this kind of dichotomy where you come in and you say, well, of course they are, you know, they should all be freed. But, you know. Jack's dragging his heels. Even Daniel at some point is trying to figure it out. And so it does, it does kind of break the episode a little bit there, but there, there are a lot of really nice, nice touches and things going on in the background that, that I think do work really well. And of course, um, our very special, uh, guest star here, uh, um, Larry Drake. Yeah. Larry Drake. Uh, but yeah, he, he obviously, um, you know, is, is a very good, very good bad guy in this, just as he was in uh, Dark Man a few year, uh, a few years earlier. So, Sam Raimi's Dark Man. Oh yeah, I recognized him. He's in a, an episode of Firefly, and I think that's where I recognized him. Yeah, Firefly episode of Voyager. He's he was one he was one of those actors. Sadly, he's since passed away. Who was in a lot of things. I mean, he was mm-hmm. always kind of a guest star of this or guest star of that. He really was never like a central actor, but he, he's a face you recognize. He's one of those people yeah. that you just recognize from all kinds of shows. And I really liked his performance because he's not just a one note villain. I mean, he kind of is, you know, slavery is, is wrong and he doesn't recognize it. But from his perspective, the, the backstory is that the Gould had occupied their planet, you know, generations ago and used the Unas to enslave the humans. The Gould left, uh, at some point there was an uprising against the Unas and the, um, the humans turned it around and enslaved the Unas you know, two wrongs don't make a right, but three do, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, there's, you know, that's his perspective, you know, but he's, he's not just immediately like killing Jack and Daniel, you know, he's, he's reasoning that, you know, they can help bring more Unas to, to replenish the, the gene pool there and stuff. So there, there is some nuance to his performance, but he's, you know, quite obviously a, a bad guy. Yes. Yeah, I just, I was not a big fan of this episode. I got to be honest. I think mostly because it felt so just kind of slapped together and thin and had all the concepts in it were just kind of, they were rushed and not really fleshed out at all. Like you said about like it, they really waffle back and forth on the Unas and then there's no real, I feel like there's no real progression of either plot or character in this episode. It's like they get to the planet to rescue him and then they're in prison. And then they get out and then the episode's over. Like I didn't, they, mm-hmm. there didn't seem to be any like forward momentum. The, yeah. Like the, the arc isn't, isn't there. There's a lot of good character moments. You know, Daniel of course has, you know, we have to save them. Um, you know, <laughs> let's try honesty as the best policy, right? You know, when they first land there, what are we going to yeah. tell these people? Yeah, let's try honesty. And within a, you know, half a second, Daniel is coming across as, Oh, we're traitors too from a far off land. And, you know, Jack even goes like, what happened to honesty? But, you know, there's, yeah. there's a feeling with Jack that he's, you know, being, being pulled into this, uh, 
against his will. You know, there's maybe they have, you know, special technology here that he's kind of interested in, but he gets pulled into it. But, you know, the more he's kind of abused by the, by the, you know, the villagers and by, uh, you know, the head, the head trader, um, you know, the more he, he kind of comes around. Then there's that very like interesting scene where, you know, after they've, they've tried to free the Unas and, you know, Jack has given orders not to, not to shoot, to kill any of the humans. But a human's been injured. Uh, one of the people on the planet has been injured. And this this boy just comes in and says, like, you're the man who hurt my father. Dealing is wrong. And then mm-hmm. leaves. And it, and the, the child, the performance is just so, so good on that. And it doesn't, you know, really fit in with the rest of the episode. But, well, you know, it, it, it Jack's big moment, I think, is when he has to realize that they're not getting out of there without maybe hurting some people. Yeah. Right. And I really liked, I actually, I thought that was the best scene because it, it showed that they like that skewed moral view that these people had where they were more worried about property being stolen because they viewed the Unos yeah. as property rather than you're enslaving someone and also indiscriminately torturing and killing these people. Well, and there um, was, so there was irony was too, where then later Burke comes on, comes in and talks about, you know, Stealing, stealing one of our unases is is a death penalty, or you know, stealing it, stealing is lead, is leads to death, and it's kind of like, okay, well, you're the one who stole Shaka, so are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. get, can we kill you? You know, it's that kind of yeah. kind of thing. And I, I yeah. did like that where he feared out the gun. Of course, you know, get that scene where he just mows down the, the unas. And that was empty. surprising. Yeah, surprisingly like jarring for a like. 90s television show i felt yeah. like <laughs> yeah well and, i think yeah but i mean it was and then you see kind of the darkness in jack where he goes how do you you know how do you reload this give it to me and i'll show you you know yeah. basically like you give it to me and you, you won't be walking out of this barn yeah and that's where um larry drake is just very good in that scene he's like he's like no matter i figured out how to how to shoot it i'll figure out the reloading too he's, he already knows yep. that the magazines are the uh are the key and stuff. So not your general, like your, you know, generic, you know, backwoods, you know, person with a, you know, weird hat who, who doesn't understand the, you know, the, the ways of technology. He's smart, you know, but he has a very skewed, he has a moral compass. Everybody on that planet does, but it's very, very skewed mm-hmm. and very wrong. But, and so I think that's what makes them interesting as, as, as enemies. Um, at least, at least to me, they could have done a lot, a lot more with that, but. I think that's really the weakness of this episode is that it was just very rushed. Like this, if they were going to do this, it should have been a two-parter because it not only does, do you not really get a feel for the people in the village other than uh, mm-hmm. the head trader? It sets up a bunch of pretty, pretty dark implications towards the end where uh, when they, after they've rescued the Unas and they go, they're going to go through the gate, the Unas decide to stay to free the rest of them. And then the, SG-1's kind of just leaving them in the lurch. And then also, there's probably innocent people in that village who are going to be collateral damage due to this fight. Oh, definitely. Even though Daniel says, well, we taught them there's another way. They don't have to kill right after the guys just point blank (laughs) shot Burr. Yeah. Yeah. Not a hundred times, but blam, blam. Yeah, that was was not a cliched line that didn't fit there. Mm Mm-mm. It's pretty clear that the Unasas were going to go back and basically destroy the village. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, you you reap what you sow, I suppose. But um, but there was At least Daniel did yeah. admit that that they weren't going to get out of there without hurting someone. So 
I mean, there was that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the scene where they actually break free. And so Teal'c um, and, and uh, Sam have been kind of sidelined this episode. They've been running through the forest, checking out the gate, coming back in radio contact. And then they're going to free uh, Jack and Daniel who are chained up in the barn. And uh, they have a pretty good plan where they're going to, they, they light a, you know, the, the barn, basically the, the hay on the barn on fire um, or a hay thing next to part one of the houses in the village. And, yeah. Yeah. And then Teal'c's going to blow up the water. And so as this escape is happening, you know, the men of the village are out chasing down, you know, the people who are shooting at him, which is Teal'c and Sam at that point. And all through the escape scene, you see the women of the village, like running with buckets of water in the background and, you know, very frantically you know, running with water to put out the fire and stuff. And so I thought that scene and that, you know, there's a lot of really interesting, you know, mm -hmm. camera movement. And, you know, as the action is happening in the foreground with the main characters, there's always somebody running back and forth in the background with a bucket of water, you know, um, which, and so I thought that that was, you know, very effective for an action scene. It took it up one notch beyond just, oh, let's watch SG, you know, SG1 mm -hmm. shoot at people who are shooting at them type things. Mm -hmm. Well, Oh, I was kind of surprised as they were leaving the barn that there wasn't that they're getting away, you know, that kind of, you know, there's always got that, yeah. that one guy, that one old guy, they're getting away, get him, Marshall, you know, that yeah. kind of deal. <laughs> I don't know. It, it really, honestly, it really bothered me the way they resolved this episode, which is that they didn't. And it, it felt out of character for SG1 to be so callous that they're just like, oh, well, there's going to be a lot of people <sighs> who die here as a result of us coming in. And, Yes, it was. It's good to free the Unas, and it was good to rescue Shaka, but they didn't really make the situation better. Well, I mean they they have a way to end slavery on the planet. I, I guess that's better. I mean, if if you look at what happened to the other in in the other side, right? That's the one with Rene Abergenois and the and the underground mm -hmm. space Nazis. Yeah, um, you know, they basically once they found out what was going on there, you know, they didn't actively wipe out you know, that planet, but they, you know, didn't allow them to continue. And basically I wouldn't say they murdered Odo cause we, we've dis discussed that in the past. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, but you know, certainly they had a chance to, to save him and they didn't, I'm, I think, you know, having that sort of, if they had done that hook again here, like, Ooh, there might be ancient technology buried here. So we have to make friends with these people. It would have covered a lot of the same ground. It would have made the episode more interesting, but it would have just been a rehash of, mm -hmm. of the other side. But, I mean, so they've done it before where they basically doomed a civilization that, you know, didn't live up to their, you know, moral, moral code. Right. So, and, and basically, I mean, they, they have Chaka there. I mean, who's to say Chaka, you know, wouldn't have eventually led a, a slave rebellion on his, on his own, right? Probably That's he wouldn't true, have, but. Yeah. Well, he but probably would have been figured to be too wild and killed anyways. Yeah. Right. Because even even the way they left them, like it's not clear cut that the Unas are actually going to get free. Like, yeah. They're just like, y you five guys can go try to rescue the rest of them. Now. It was two of them. I thought just, was yeah, it just was there more? cause there were three of them that were, were that escaped from the, and the jail, big guy. And one of them was killed. It was like, Oh uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So it was just, it was just uh Shaka and shy one. Um, right. Yeah. So it, doesn't seem like great odds for them. I feel like, because at, at, at no point were they were uh, Sam and Teal not able to get to the gate. No, they well, the, no, it they was went, under it was guarded. Uh, yeah, there's there's the one scene and, where there was about a about a dozen people standing in front of the gate. Oh yeah, that's right. 
just feel like there could have been that was the initial plan was just to have them go through the gate and get reinforcements and come back and they should have at least set up that we're going to send reinforcements through to try to contain the situation and limit the amount of death but you don't you don't really get that so yeah i just didn't like how that ended it would have involved either you know members of the sgc shooting the unas or shooting the the villagers you know there wasn't really going to be a peaceful way to resolve that because daniel tried you know Mm -hmm. um so i think i think the ending is is actually pretty good because it puts the fate of the planet and basically the people who are invested and who are closest to the situation which is the villagers themselves and then their slaves too so whatever happens i guess it parallels reality where as we've seen yeah the united states going into small countries and trying to fix things doesn't really work out so (laughs) yeah (laughs) then you just helicopter out and and everybody forgets it ever happened yeah (laughs) and you're on to the next episode the next week (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now i'm depressed yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, we have a very episodic foreign policy in this country. Yes, I do really like um, the makeup for the Unas. I thought that looked yes. good. like with the eyes, like it, yeah. it looks, it looked realistic and in a good practical way. Like I'm glad they didn't do anything CG and it didn't look cheap. Yeah, there's that one scene right at the beginning where you see Chaka's hand reach for the energy bar, mm-hmm. which is a callback to the the first ones, um, mm-hmm. and you can like. I don't know if they were sculpted out of resin or what, but his his fingernails, they're like translucent and like amber and like yeah. you know, chipped and stuff. And they look they look really cool. And so, you know, just from that one scene, it's like, oh, they put a lot of attention into this yeah. costume just by looking at the fingernails that are picking up this energy bar. Now, now, according to the wiki, they only had three complete set of Unas costumes. So the same three actors basically did all the Unases with little changes, basically. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. I feel like that's one of those things that you'd find on those auction sites. Yeah. Like where they sell off all the props from a TV show. I want to get oh, a yeah. mask. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the mask would probably just be like four pieces of latex that covered various, because that foam latex yeah. does not hold up very well. And oh, neither no. does the, uh, the burlap or whatever, the muslin, they make the, uh, um, the costumes out of, but yeah. So no, for only having three costumes, I mean, they create the illusion that, you know, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of unas here yeah because yeah, i could have i could have sworn that there were like at least seven or eight in the pin in the beginning well yeah, they, they but, could they could have people using partial costumes and things like that uh, like, you okay. know if you show them like chest up then all you have to do is have like a shirt you know like you see them where right. they're wearing kind of the the shirt the slave style shirt and then the 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 mask basically that, yeah that, that way they don't have the full costume with the the hands with all that kind of stuff right like the one that was walking with the kid yeah uh you didn't see his hand you just saw his arm go behind the kid's back yeah another very effective scene this is after the kid has called him out in the barn but of course he's being escorted around by a very large unas and so you have the uh you know the the you know non chaka who hasn't been enslaved you know looking kind of with contempt at you know the uh you know the the unas there who who works for the for the house there right so and that was a you know another parallel to uh to to slavery in in the south here uh in america as well and 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 it does very chilling because you you know that like at any moment these unas you know could potentially just you know rise up and and 
kill whomever they're with. And this this one seems to show genuine affection for the kid. But, you know, once the rebellion starts, what's what's going to happen to him is, is a good question. Mm-hmm. Just hope that they're able to resolve it peacefully. But who knows? <laughs> I doubt it. And this is I assume this isn't something that they revisit later on. Oh, heavens no. I think I think we see the Unas maybe one. one I think there's one more episode yeah. that we have the Unas, but yeah, ah. But other than that, did they show up in like Atlantis or no at all? Ah, no. There's yeah. There's only a handful of like Milky Way galaxy aliens that show up in in Atlantis. They mostly do their their own thing there. Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first the first season or two of Atlantis is is superb. I mean, the first season um, is very very good. Nice. The rest of them are good too. But yeah, I liked um, I like the costuming for the villagers too. Kind of had like yeah. an old west kind of vibe. So that and I, I assume that was maybe done to invoke kind of a like American South feel. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that they also didn't go to too on the nose with like parallels like i think everybody's speaking in a southern accent yeah yeah like thought it um or like bringing in like the religious angle to it yeah because that like i said yeah if they if they made this episode today you know they would have the villagers would have been unequivocally every last one of them you know evil racists which you know to be fair they are but it would have been you know more what we would think of as an evil racist, you know, today rather than having like that more nuanced approach is, you know, here's their perspective. Here's why, you know, they think enslaving the UNAS is right. Um, Mm -hmm. and then SGUC would have just been there to like kill as many of them as, as possible and make their like heads explode and stuff. Yes, I agree. Um, because you have the reality of people living in a society where there's injustices going on, but not every single person is, that's not like their whole focus. Like if you grow up in that kind of situation, you're mm-hmm. you're not going to have another context for it. I think that's a much more interesting thing to explore than just making everybody like a flaming neo-Nazi. Yeah. So that's, yeah, those are the things I liked about it. But again, it was undercut by really the shows itself or the characters not being able to really come to, you know, an agreement on whether or not the Unis were sentient. They always seem to be surprised that like, Oh, these people we thought that was, it was wrong that they were in because because they don't seem to be against like the slavery Daniel and, and Jack like right away. It, it's only when they figure out that the Unas are sentient. But I mean, why wouldn't they be? You know, you you spend enough time with Chaka, and granted, yeah, these have been like inbred, but that still doesn't you know that, like, we would still yeah we still consider them people, right? I right. Mean, they would, they're still they're still sentient beings. They're still you know, but so it was kind of like. Oh well, we didn't really care until we learned that these people could could talk, you know, type thing. So that part was a little, you know. Well, they, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we knew like with Shaka that he had family and everything like that. They talked about how he yeah. built his own little clan and all that. So, yeah, that was that was a little weird. They're, they're just, but they they get to the plans. Oh, they're just cattle now. They're there's you know. Although the the idea I, the idea of them being inbred, I think, was kind of being used more as excuse than actually yeah. being a problem. Right. Yeah. I don't think it was an actual thing. Like. You know, the guy, the, the one was, was belligerent and wasn't being trained because he wasn't going to be trained, you know? Yeah. That kind of deal. Sentient being who did not want to be enslaved. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's another thing that seemed odd about this episode is that, like, especially because Daniel's usually so passionate about like justice for people, and he almost seemed kind of like lackadaisical. Like he cared about Shaka because Shaka was his yeah. friend, but he didn't really care. Seemed to care mm-hmm. about the rest of them. Like, and overall, I feel like just the way the characters acted in this episode was kind of, kind of like they weren't interested. I don't know if maybe the, the cast didn't care for this episode and that bled through in the performances, but they it, they all seemed kind of, kind of just going through the motions. I think Jack was the only one who kind of showed any emotion about it but not much yeah yeah I agree with that we still get some funny jack and, and daniel moments um though like where they're trying to get uh the the unas to move back from the cages so they can they can free them or, or whatever and 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 uh jack's like get them to move back and like daniel goes like move back and jack says yeah well i, I could have said that you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> expecting daniel to say it in unas and for somebody who's like identified 70 words in like unas daniel seems to know very little of the unas language like he's still trying well, to figure out like basic like co co what does that mean oh yeah that means give but he already like he he knows that they he knows 70 of their words right so that has to be one of them yeah well but he also knows that shaka means Thank you for trying to free me. Sorry for getting you into this mess. It means everything. It means everything, basically. It's like Cree. Catch-all. It's like, is it Hawaiian that has a lot of words that mean like 10 different things? Could be. I think so. trying to think. There's some language where it's it's got a structure where, depending on the context, one word can mean like 10 vastly different things. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like this episode, to me, wasn't wasn't good enough to be good and it wasn't bad enough to be fun. It was just kind of, yeah, man, it was there. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a, like I said, there's a lot I like about it, but it didn't, there was some things that they needed to fix before it could really click. And now yeah. it should look, the set should look familiar. Cause it was the same set they used for a hundred days. Another stellar episode. Oh <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Maybe that's why Jack was in such a hurry to get out of there. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> maybe, maybe my girlfriend and baby are here, and I want to get yeah. out of here before they catch me. Yeah, they hook up with Mayborn and his crew as quick as I can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, do we have any uh, fun alternate titles for this episode, Victor? Y- yes, and a bunch of to... good ones actually. This has got yes, Jack. There are in fact uh, many uh, fun titles for this. There's there's the French, uh, which is masters and servants, or um, I'll just say maters and serviteurs. <laughs> um, and then uh, Hungarian, we we have slavery, uh, which is like rabzol uh, glaslag, is slavery in Hungarian. Um, domestic animals in Czech, I'm not even going to uh, attempt that one. But in German, uh, the name of the episode is simply Chaka. <clears throat> yeah, so they weren't going to like go into the whole concept of like slavery and, and undermension and stuff they were just i wonder i wonder if their like their their laws about how that stuff is talked about there affected the titling of this episode i think that those were probably like a lot more like present in probably the 90s and, and to early 2000s than I, they are today now i'd be surprised if slavery was one of those that it was such a concern yeah. but this is going back to the German, let's be completely literal with our title 
Yeah. True. So yeah. I can't get much more literal than saying shaka. <laughs> shaka's in it, it. Shaka's in it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, you know, when obviously they were taking the Nazi insignias off all the uniforms in the Indiana Jones movies and Germany and stuff. And then at some point in like the Indiana Jones video games, they stopped calling them Nazis and just started calling them Germans. So mm. like Indiana Jones would be like, oh, no, the Germans are here. Let's shoot all the Germans. And, stuff. and I was like, worse. I, I know it's like, I, <laughs> I know you're trying to be sensitive and stuff, but this now you're just like, you want to wipe out like an entire con- country of people who still exist. But yeah, yeah. that's that's the opposite of the attended effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're still doing that or not, but um. But yeah, yeah, it was, I was like, that's, yeah, that's horrible. Indiana yeah, Jones. I, don't say yeah, that. I know any conversation about Nazis in Germany is you got to be very careful about yeah. how you're talking about them, not mm-hmm. because they're supporting them, but on the opposite side, anything that even, even hints that you might, hints that yeah. you might be supporting Nazism in any way is immediately verboten. Mm-hmm. Yes. As they say in Germany. Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they do. Yeah. But yeah, so so definitely some interesting titles uh, there. Um, uh, episode could have been more interesting, but you know, there's the ending. I think is probably, and then the scene with the kid are the two most interesting parts. You're like, hmm, that that could go very badly for them at the mm-hmm. end. Um, but it's not as visceral a gut punch as you know uh, the other side, where um, you know that's the one what we talked about earlier with Renee Iverson mm-hmm. as the as the guest star, but. You know, I wouldn't put it in the, you know, in the bottom 10, but I wouldn't put it in the top 25. Yeah, it's very middling. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, did you have any other thoughts on this episode, Father? Nope. All right. Uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate, including Aaron M., John S., Joseph S., Adam L., and some guy named Victor L., their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secret to Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting. You're, you're S- welcome, by the way. I'm a, patron. <laughs> I'm a patron. You're you're welcome for the for the show, and uh, you should become a patron too, dear listener. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. And also, thank you to Victor for doing all the editing on these episodes. Oh, it is that's it a is pleasure. fantastic. <laughs> To find previous episodes of Secret to Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate, and you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, The Tomb. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me in sharing the Secret to Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack, and Wakta Ko Aka Nake Ka. Amen. Shaka full of nuts. <laughs> Timba, his arms wide. And once again, I'm Jack Berezini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, Raising the Bets. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash bets. That's B-E-T-T-S, bets.